all of us at Discerning Hearts, thank you for your help and support of this vital ministry. Discerning Hearts is a 100% listener-supported apostolate. During the summer months, donations slow down. So, now through Labor Day, please prayerfully consider making a generous sacrificial gift to fund truly life-changing Catholic programming and prayer. Our goal is to raise $40,000 for operating expenses. Since we are a not-for-profit organization, your donation is tax-deductible. Again, now through Labor Day, visit DiscerningHearts.com and click the Donate button or within the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks for your prayers and God bless. DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Hessef. Monsignor Hessef is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Hessef encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by Pope St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, and sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Queen Uh of Heaven and Earth. I'm thinking of a story Bishop Sheen told with regard to Mary as the Queen of Heaven and the Queen of Earth. One day, our Lord was walking around heaven and seeing all this kind of riffraff there in heaven. He just wasn't expecting this kind person there. And as he's going around, he knew his life and death and resurrection had brought the salvation of many, but this was these were really kind of the outcast type, you know, uh-huh. Bowery type, and you know, not the type you'd really expect around heaven. So he went up to Peter and he said, didn't I give you the keys of the kingdom? Are you really keeping close guard on the door? You have the keys. What's happening here? Well, Lord, you can't blame me. He said, well, why? <laughs> what do you mean I can't blame you? You have the keys. Look, Lord, I tell these people, You can't get in here. I've got the keys. And you know what happens? Your mother opens the window. (laughs) (laughs) Queen of heaven. What a Uh, mother. And uh, that's a beautiful story, I think, of Mary. Her love for everyone, every human person. When Jesus turned to her at the cross and said, Behold your son. That Mary, in that intimate, personal love for every human being. And it's really, she has such a, such a tendency and desire to reach out to every child in the world. When she came to Guadalupe, she came to a simple peasant, Juan Diego. And her message was so simple to Juan Diego. The message of Guadalupe, don't you know I'm your mother? Whatever it is that you need, come to me. 
that magnificent motherly love. Mary, the queen of earth. Mary, the queen of heaven. No majesty sitting on a on a royal throne with a with diadem kind of queenship, but the humble servant of Nazareth, the, the, the loving, tender mother, Mary. Her queenship is her immaculate heart. Her queenship is her universal motherhood, her love for everyone that she is the queen of, and also the queen of the angels. When Gabriel came to her, recognizing the message that he was bringing from God, Almighty Father, will you be the mother of my son? Her queenship flows from her divine maternity. She is the mother of God the first one who became her child was Jesus. And she gave him to drink from her breast. She cared for him and sang to him. She held him near her immaculate heart. That same tender mother came to Guadalupe. She came to Fatima. There at Fatima in her magnificent queenship, when we see the image of Our Lady of Fatima, she has a crown. She is the most beautiful, as the children said, that she came to at Fatima in Portugal. And she was teaching them her queenship of purgatory. She took the children to purgatory and she taught them a prayer. Oh, Jesus, Forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of your mercy. And she showed how, she told, showed the children how they could pray and release souls from purgatory. And they were terribly frightened. And she took those same little children. Notice whom she had a pension for, children. She took them to hell and showed them the horrors of what damnation would be like. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy. When Mary came to Lourdes, she came to Bernadette. She has a tenderness and a love. Are you sick? Are you suffering? When Mary came to Lourdes, when she left this magnificent pool of water, and she is the, the refuge, the queen, the mother of those who are sick and suffering. This shrine, even when the, it seemed as if the church had forgotten in her anointing, now we have the anointing of the sick, and it's much more frequently used for the sick and the suffering. She always brought to her shrine healing, love, care for the sick. Mary, the magnificent one who came 
to the Rudebach in France, Mary, revealing her miraculous medal to Catherine Labouret. And there, if you see that magnificent revelation of our mother, what is she the queen of? Of every human person. There were rays coming down from Mary's fingers, and from some fingers there were no rays. Catherine Leveret asked Mary, Why aren't there rays coming down from all your fingers? And Mary said, These are the gifts I wanted to give my children that they didn't ask for. This motherly heart right now, as you're listening today, what is there you need? Ask Mary. It is my joy, she said, to give my children the gifts. And yet they don't ask me for enough. Over and over again, when I, when I hold this miraculous medal, Mother Teresa had such a love for the miraculous medal. She especially distributed it to the poor. Those who were the lowliest and the least in the kingdom, she gave the miraculous medal. Get a miraculous medal. Have it blessed. Ask Mary, what is there you need? And the prayer that Mary is prayed for in that medal, it's powerful. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. I pray it for each one of you who is listening. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Is it that you and your son and your daughter-in-law are alienated and you so badly want to see your grandchildren and something has occurred to separate you as a family? Pray, O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. It can happen today. Are you sick and you're listening to this in a hospital or in a nursing home or in your own home. I anointed this man just before I came on this retreat. He's a beautiful man. He's a doctor and a friend of mine. His fever was pitch. He was so disheartened. An hour after I anointed him, his fever left him. He left the hospital almost the next day. Mary has such power to heal you in your sickness. What is there you need? It is my joy as your mother. Why is she the queen? Because of her love, because of her intercessory power, because of her humility, her queenship. And she is the greatest because she is the least. I'll never forget the story of a child I met one day and I was just recently ordained, and this little child took me up to an image of Mary, and she said, do you know what that means? And it was Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. Mary was standing on the head of the snake, and the snake is the devil, and Mary was crushing his head. And she crushed his head because she was the sinless one 
never sinned. She is the queen, the immaculate queen. And she said, do you know what that means? And I gave her my explanation that Mary was the sinless one and therefore conquered Satan because she never sinned in her whole life. Never, not for an instant, was she ever in sin as we are. Our sinless mother, she said, that isn't what our Lord told me about Mary, that we are all the body of Christ. Every one of us is a member of his body. Jesus is the head and we are the body. But because of Mary's humility, she was the lowest member of the body. She was the heel. The lowest member of our body is the heel. And because of her humility, she could crush the proud head of Satan. And there in Genesis, the story of the woman and Satan going after her and her offspring, and she with her heel crushing his head. The story of Mary was told to me again by this little child. But what was the characteristic? The lowliness, the heel of the body, not the top. Jesus tells the story about those who were hired first, and they received the same wage as those who were hired last. The last were given their wages first, and then the ones who were hired came to collect their wages, and they were given the same wage as those who were hired last, and they began to grumble. And the story that the Lord tells at this time is, are you jealous because I am generous? And then he concludes the gospel with, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Isn't it going to be quite magnificent when we see the kind of people when we get to heaven, in heaven, Mary as the queen of heaven. Isn't it going to be amazing when you get to heaven and see your enemy there? You know the one you hate so much? Mm. That person, I believe, is going to be there. There is going to be the one you hated the most. How did they get here? God loves us all. We can't afford to do what we do in this life. God loves us all. All those dropouts of society. I remember Mother Teresa telling me it was close to the time she was dying. I can't wait to get to heaven to see those thousands and tens of thousands which she herself tended. The poorest of the poor. The slum people the people that lived in the streets, the outcasts. There they're going to be. Bring them in from the byways and the highways. The generosity of God and his mother as queen of all the saints and all of the angels. It's going to be such a magnificent place where everyone is loved by God, is saved by God, 
and Mary is their queen. In the epistle and the reading for today taken from Ezekiel, Ezekiel talks about the shepherds of Israel who fed themselves rather than feed the sheep, who wore the wool from the sheep, who slaughtered the sheep for their own food, who didn't tend the sick sheep and the injured sheep and didn't go after the lost sheep. And he said, woe to you, shepherds of Israel. You have not cared for the sheep. Can you imagine today that I'm here at the seminary with these seminarians talking about shepherds, talking here with the priests who are teaching future shepherds, priests, brothers, priests who are supposed to be caring for the sheep, Do you care for your flock? Even if like you're a minister of the gospel, wherever you may be, a father of a family, a grandmother who has little ones, are you tending your flock? Or are you just caring about yourself? Woe to you if you don't care for the little ones. The kingdom of God today is shown to be children, little ones, broken ones, lowly ones. And if you don't care for them, woe to you. He's going to take them from you. Today's teaching said from Ezekiel, since you didn't care for the flock, I myself will shepherd my sheep. And so the Sacred Heart, along with the Queenship of Mary, today is teaching us his love for the little ones, his love for the lost, his love for the sick, his love for the strays. What a magnificent day this is. Queenship of Mary. She really is the queen of all hearts, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts? On this, this extraordinary day? I, I, as a child, even, I had a hard time kind of seeing Mary since I, you know, when, uh, when she knew her elderly cousin, Elizabeth, was pregnant with John, mm-hmm. and she knew she was advanced in age. The word said she hastened quickly to the hill country to care for her elderly cousin, and she stayed with her, caring for her. Mary went with haste, and always does, to those of us who are needing her. So it was very difficult for me to see her. You know, you kind of see the Queen of England, Uh or you see somebody with that royalty and that majesty and the diadems on their heads. And what is the jewelry that she wears? What is her majestic robes? What is her throne? You know, uh, what is your image of when we get to heaven and we see the royalty, the magnificence? You know, John gives this display of of heaven, of of gold and of uh, crystal sea, magnificence. He's trying to show us this heavenly kingdom, and that's what Jesus is talking about, 
the heavenly kingdom. What is what is a heavenly queen? What is the heavenly king? He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. How do you visit? How do you how do you say to God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, His Majesty, His power, His awe? What is it that is most at home in heaven? What what gives us that at homeness in all this royalty? I am a prince. You are a princess. We are mm-hmm. going to strive to come home to the majesty of our home. Far beyond. Can you imagine someone in a hovel in, 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 uh, in, in Calcutta breaking upon the scene of heaven, just coming from the slums and the dirt of, of, that, of that home that he, that he had there, or just a place that he was thrown in the streets. What is it to be bursting upon the scene of heaven? And uh, I, I, I see what I, what I see is the beauty and the magnificence, not only there, but here, of love, mm-hmm. of love. Look at a child's eyes. Look at the children. And, and Jesus said, unless you become as a child, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. Look at your child's eyes. I don't mean the three and four-year-old. By this time, they can be a bit bratty. <laughs> <laughs> but a baby. So take and hold a baby. Your baby, a baby, look, the beauty. See the baby smile. What is the baby doing? Being a child. Letting others care for it. So you will be again when you are in the arms of God. So you will be when you are being held by your mother. Unless you become as a child, you cannot enter the kingdom. And in your growing up, we are asked again to grow down, to be small, to be humble, to be dependent. Then the first if you are so impressed with yourself, you'll be last. And those who are seemingly last will be first. Heaven is going to be topsy-turvy. On which end of it will you be? Hopefully that you will learn how to be a member of the kingdom and that Mary, our mother, and our queen teach us to be little. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Mary, Queen of heaven and earth, pray for us. Mother of Christ, Mother of Christ, what do I ask of thee? 
I do not sigh for the wealth of earth, for the joys that fade and flee. Yes, Mother of Christ, Mother of Christ, this do I ask of thee. The bliss untold, which thine arms enfold, the treasure upon thy knee. Mother of Christ, Mother of Christ, what can I give to thee? Of all that are dear, or cherished here, none shall be as dear as he. Hail to thee, Queen of Heaven and Earth. Amen. Amen. The Memorari Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. The Magnificat My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer rock-solid and authentic spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. 
And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com. And join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essef. <music>